Hello, welcome into your favorite football podcast. I'm James. Alongside me tonight is Pat in Raceland. And tonight we're going to be breaking down the Super Bowl, which just happened just under a week ago um, from the time of recording. Um, and then I want to dabble a little bit into uh, the, the news that came out of the college football world. But we'll get to that when we come, when we get there. Um, let's start out with the Super Bowl. Look, I mean, the, the Bengals made it a game. They, they were leading all the way up to the final two minutes. Um, then the Rams had a go-ahead score to win the game by Cooper Cup in the back uh, in the back right corner of the end zone. But what was your thoughts of the game? I mean, how do you think it played out? What was your thought process as it was playing out? Um, what were your general overall thoughts of the game? It might be just me, but was that the quickest Super Bowl ever? Because it feels like it. It, it seemed like you went by pretty quick. Yeah. Like, there were no penalties until the latter end of the, the game, which is nice, right. but I expected to be up until about midnight, and I was going to bed at 1030. Exactly. I mean, I think it was a lot of things. One, I don't think the halftime show lasted as long as normal. I, I, I felt like the halftime show went really quick. And second of all, you were right. There wasn't a lot of stoppage plays. There was not even one booth review. There was not one penalty until the guy came off the sideline in his sweatshirt and slides to go celebrate in the end zone with his teammate. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. It was a fairly clean game. Some missed calls early on, but fairly clean game up until the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's what happens when you don't, that type of style of game is played is it goes quick. And I think too, they ran the ball quite a bit early on too. They were trying to, both teams early on and were trying to establish a run game before they went drop back and pass. So I think that play, pays into it as well. Right, right. Uh, it definitely does because I mean you, you run the ball, you keep the clock running, um, and even when it came to passing, they were completing passes, so the clock wasn't stopping then there either. Yeah, true. But good uh, game. That was a good game. And for me, I thought um, early on, I thought the Rams were going to just going to come out and dominate. Um, and then the Bengals started to kind of pull themselves back into it. Then you get towards the end and Bengals go up. I thought, well, you know, Bengals have a chance to do this. And then. Rams get into inside the red zone. I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's it's. I think Cincinnati can do it. They've they've stopped Kansas City in the red zone twice this year, at least, and uh, well, they've stopped them in, in game winning situations. So mm -hmm. I, I had I had faith that they could do it again. And they get closer, and then penalties start happening, and they lost. Yeah. But nobody really expected them to even make the Super Bowl, so the fact that they even kept it close was a great thing for them, especially going into next year, too. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of, been a lot of speculation about Aaron Donald uh, retiring after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, he came out today and said, or maybe yesterday, and said that. Uh, He'll he'll come back if both Odell and Von Miller re-sign with the Rams. Uh, I don't really? know what their cap looks like, but 
I don't know if they're going to be able to resign both. I know Odell said he'd take a bit of a pay cut from what he kind of wants. Well, he has no choice at this point now, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Huh? He has no choice. He has no choice now at this point because with him, you know, getting that injury in the Super Bowl, I mean, it's the same leg that he injured last year. So he, I mean, yeah. if, if, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people are saying he might miss the whole year, um, depending on who you listen to. So, or even most of the year. I mean, let's say he misses the first four to six games, I and mean, you're not going to give him a massive contract, unfortunately, um, because he was a key piece to that team. Um, and you hate to see him get hurt in, in the biggest of games and, and that type of injury because I think he was on his way to get paid again. But after that, he's going to have to take a one-year prove-it, not even a one-year prove-it deal, just a one-year deal to make sure he can come back healthy and then they'll go from there, it seems like. Right. right. you got to remember they have Robert Woods, too, who who went down with that injury, who's coming back next year for sure. So it's not like they're going to be SOL with receivers. No, and I mean, and, and you made a good point, Pat. Once Robert Woods comes back, in reality, Odell's going to be your number three. Because um, I think Robert Woods was having a career year for him. I mean, he was, I mean, he he was definitely the number two receiver behind Cooper Cup, and I still think he is that when he comes back. So you're not going to give a guy that your third receiver on the depth chart, no matter what the name is, you know, a ton of money, like you know, fifteen to sixteen a year. Um, it's just not feasible. Uh, so, again, that's why I said it's unfortunate the the injury happened the way it happened for Odell um, because of the fact of I think he made a mark on that team enough to where he could have landed somewhere else and make a lot of money. And now it's yeah. what's going to happen. That's the shame of it all. Um, you know, but it could have happened any other time. It's just unfortunate it happened. And, and the Super Bowl of all places, right, and this late year, because now the, the beginning of the year is for sure in jeopardy, depending on how his rehab process is. And it doesn't help the fact that it's on the same leg as well. I will tell you this, uh, and hear me out. Odell getting hurt. Now, while, yeah, it, it sucks, I don't want to see any anybody ever get hurt, but Odell getting hurt possibly was the best thing to happen for the Rams in winning Super Bowl because if you think about it, up until there towards the end of the game, Stafford hadn't really been throwing it to Cooper Cup very much. He had been targeting tight ends. He'd been targeting Odell. He'd been targeting Van Jefferson. And... And then McVay calling run plays when the running game wasn't working forced him for it forced Stafford then to start trying to rely on Cooper Cup more there at the end of the game and Cup having those massive catches, especially that touchdown, that game ceiling touchdown. I think that was the best thing for them to happen to win the Super Bowl. I completely disagree with you, by the way. Uh, I see where you're going with it, but I got to agree with James. I, I disagree with Why? That. Why? Because the Rams were moving the football when Odell was in the game. They, the whole game, after Odell went down, they had pretty, the two pretty non-aggressive, like non-productive offense. Yeah, they had a couple field goals on the board. Yeah, they had one touchdown, they missed a field goal. But when Odell got hurt, 
They were moving the football. They were getting big chunk plays against the Bengals' defense. In fact, Odell ended the game with 52 uh, reception yards with only two catches. Cooper Cup, the whole game, had 92 with eight. So the fact that Odell was the best receiver on the field production-wise in that game until he got hurt. So, yes, you can say, well, Cooper Cup got going and won him the game. Who knows? If Odell doesn't get hurt, they had no answer for the Rams' offense. They didn't. Once that... They were that touchdown drive. They had something clicking. They figured it out, and then when he and even when he got hurt, they were moving the football, and then it just stalled because he was the guy that was making the big plays when it needed to happen. Cooper Cup was MIA until the fourth quarter, so that's why I disagree. Because if Odell's in the ball game, you might not be talking about a twenty-three to twenty win for the Rams. You might be talking about a blowout, a blowout win for the Rams. True. I I understand where you're coming from. I do, but but again, my you think my thought process is who's to say that they get down where they're at, and let's let's say they're in the exact same scenario. They need a touchdown to win the game. Who say he doesn't try and throw it to Odell and Odell doesn't make the catch? Because Odell has had a problem this year. We've seen it, and even after he went to the Rams, not just with the Browns, after he went to the Rams, he had problems dropping the ball. Yeah, but the whole postseason, Raceland, he made the plays when he needed to. The whole postseason he did. If it wasn't for Adele, they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. That's true. I, I mean, and how, and I don't know how you could look at a guy that had two catches for 52 yards and a touchdown and say they'd be better off hurt. I'm sorry, I can't get on board with that. It's not like he was better off hurt. I'm not saying they, they were better off hurt. I'm saying it could be the, the best thing for that to happen. I don't. What's the difference between those two sayings? There's no difference between those two sayings. That is not the best thing to happen because now you went from a deep threat down the field receiver that is electric when he's on to Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. And Van Jefferson's okay. a good you're receiver, not, you're, but you're you could tell he was carefully. shaky early on. It's telling me you're not listening carefully. I said it could have been. I didn't say it is. You're 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 pretty much saying that I'm saying that was the best thing. I'm saying it but could have been in, the best thing. You can't even realistically pose that question. It could have been. It you could can't. have been. No, it couldn't. Have. If anything, it, if anything, it could have hurt their chances to win the Super Bowl if they if he got hurt. Because the way that he was playing in that game and moving the football, how can you sit there and say that it could have been a great opportunity that he got hurt? How can that? How can you even see that watching watching the flow of the game? Yeah, watch the it, flow of the game. He the offense was moving when he was on the field. When he got hurt, they scored a total of nine points in two quarters. He, he he was second in receiving with two catches in the whole game, playing one quarter pretty much. Cooper Cup had eight catches on ninety two yards. Odell was on that night. He was, and they, and once they figured out, and, and that scoring drive, they figured a way to move the football against the Bengals, and not only move the football, but have a deep threat against them. Mm-hmm. So what if, what if he wasn't injured, and they had that deep threat? Now that opens up underneath for Cooper Cup to do what he does best, and that w- wins his one-on-one on the line. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm trying to find... I, I'm trying to find stuff in the Super Bowl because ESPN doesn't have it. 
I'm looking at I'm looking at the stats right here on ESPN. Receiving yards, Cooper Cup, eight receptions for 92 yards. Odell Beckham, who was second in receiving yards in the whole game, two catches for 52 with a long of 35. Had a touchdown. The first touchdown in the game. Right. Yeah. You might want to retract that previous statement because I, I agree with James on this one. I mean, it, it just it's a what if scenario that shouldn't even present itself because if he didn't get hurt, I guarantee James is right. I think that James is right. That becomes a blowout win because they were driving and the Bengals couldn't do anything to stop it. Okay, but I'm I'm trying to look into something here real quick. Yeah, because the, the it was the second Rams drive in the game. They they went they had to punt the first drive. They come out and score. Then they go three and out. But when was the Odell injury? I think it was in the first quarter. No, no, yeah, I think it was second quarter. I think it was near the end of the second. Trying to see. I just don't, I just can't, I just don't agree with that statement that it could have been the best thing to happen for him. I mean, I just, because Odell provides something that Cooper Cup kind of provides, but it doesn't. And it's that speed down the field threat. Cooper Cup, what makes Cooper Cup so great is his route running and his ability to get off a one-on-one coverage off the ball. Like, that's what makes him so great. So, OBJ suffered a non-contact left knee injury that now we know what it is, obviously, but during the second quarter of the game. Yes. So, I mean, that would have been about the time they stalled out. I mean, they... Because they scored, it was like five minutes left in the first, if I remember correctly. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it was very late in the game because they didn't. Look, I'm going to look at it right now. There was six minutes and 22 seconds left in the ball in the first quarter when they scored that touchdown. And Cincinnati punted the ball with 454. They went three and out. Penalty, ran the football, Jefferson, and yeah. So they had the third drive. They they started out with a penalty and that put it behind the sticks, and it kind of it was too much for them to overcome. But I mean, so really, all right. So you you you, I I, I agree with you. When when he was on the field, they were moving the ball. But you sit here and say they scored a total of nine points in two quarters. They scored seven in the first, six in the second. Three in the third, seven in the fourth. So yeah. I mean, it's only a field goal off. So I mean, you, you, yeah, okay, they're moving the ball down the field, but yeah, but that was after the injury. Scored, Look, before the injury, he just had a thirty-five yard gain in a third eleven situation, deep in there and the, on their own twenty-four. Yeah. And so yeah, you can sit there and say, well, they did this and this and this after the injury. Yeah, I'm talking about what could have happened if he was on the field, Raceland. On the field, he was still making those big plays. 35 yards in, in, in the second quarter, right before the, almost right before the injury happened. Because they were pairing him up around, like, I think he had Eli Apple on him the whole game. If I, I mean, if, I had a, if you went back, he probably had Eli Apple on him. Or, so 
they were exposing what the big they were exposing the Bengals early on that they they had pretty much Odell was going to make the big plays. If anyone was going to make the big plays, it was Odell early on, and he made them until he got hurt. Mm. What I'm saying is, if he doesn't get hurt, I don't think this is a 23 to 20 game we're talking about. No, this is like a 30 plus 20. Because watch the game race, and I guarantee if you go and rewatch the game, because the announcers even pointed out, and I noticed it watching at home, once he got hurt, they had no answers. It was like they lost their 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 ace in the deck, so to speak, in poker terms, right? They lost the ace up their sleeve. Because you knew going in they were going to take away the option of Cooper Cup early on. And you had to go somewhere else. And they weren't going to let Cam Akers be the guy. They they stopped him pretty good early on in the football game. They did a good job all game stopping Cam Akers. Yeah, they, so they who's did the one guy? That's Odell. Alright, I'm trying to look. Because obviously Stafford had two picks. One was on a, to a safety. Yeah. The other one was well, to a woozy. And I'm trying to see who, who who they were covering at the time. I want to say, well, the one on the safety was Jefferson. And the one on the, uh, on for a woozy was, it looks like tight end. Yeah, but they were down their third street tight end, if I, if I remember, because uh, um, Higby was out. Because Higby didn't play, and then. It might have been like Scarona. Yeah, like Scarona. I can't even say his name. Ben. We'll call him Ben because I thought the only thing. I'm sorry. I can't pronounce the last name. uh, I I don't know. I I just think that Odell going down. Yeah. So to answer your question, race on the second interception was to the tight end. It was bit. It was to Ben. Yeah. No, I knew that because I, I just looked it up. I know. But, again, going back to my point, the whole fact of if if Odell doesn't go down, Stafford's not immediately going to look at Cup every time to see that he's being – or he's burning – Eli Apple. He's gonna look. He's gonna, he 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 would look to him first and see that okay he's not he's not doing well. He would look to Odell and Odell's gonna be they're, they're gonna throw double coverage with with whoever Eli Apple's covering because they know that Eli Apple's not good. So they're gonna realize okay Odell's covered. So they're gonna have, he's gonna have to try and look to a tight end, or he's gonna have to try and look to Van Jefferson. But here's the thing, though, Raceland. I mean, I, I, I see what you mean on that one point. But the problem is when you have a guy like Matt Stafford, you're going to go to who's hot and who's open. So you mean to tell me it, it doesn't hurt? If, like, let's say if Odell was healthy and it was, it was the same situation. He had to go drive late in the game for the game-winning touchdown. It doesn't hurt yeah. to have Odell on the field. Oh, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it, it would have hurt to have Odell. 
I'm just saying that it it forced Stafford and Cup to do what they'd been doing all year before Odell got there. But wait a minute now. How many receptions did he have? Eight? He had eight for 92. See, to make a statement like that, he'd almost have to have double that in order to make it true. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's... You say that it helped Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford get on a, a better understanding and and interact more and have them throw the ball, but see this Cup was targeted, Cup was targeted ten times and caught the ball eight. <clears throat> yeah, but dude, he four of those catches race on came in the fourth quarter that last drive. That's right. what I'm saying. So, so what I'm saying is, until that last drive, Cooper Cup, outside of one 11-yard touchdown, pretty much was MIA the whole game. True. Yes, exactly. And so Odell in Odell three drives down. had more. Dude, Odell in three drives, three drives for the injury, had 52 yards and a touchdown. And he was making so his present known. So you're telling me Odell only played three drives? Because I know that's not true. Before the injury? Yeah. Okay, even if it was four drives and a quarter and a half of football, he made more presence known than Cooper Cup did. You're going to tell me that's a lie? Because the facts show different. In two catches, he only had 40 less yards than with Cooper six gap differential. Yes, that last drive by Cooper Cup was amazing. That was a great combination, Matt Stafford-Cooper Cup, to win the football game. But I'm not taking that away from it. But what I'm saying is Odell, when he was on the field, was outplaying Cooper Cup because of the fact that they were probably trying to get rid of Cooper. We all knew going into the game they had to find a way to stop Cooper Cup, and Odell was the ace up the sleeve. And he was performing that to perfection until he got hurt. That's why I think it's a totally different football game if Odell was healthy to all four quarters, because now what do you do? How do you adjust at halftime? What is the Rams able to do after halftime? It changes the, the, the whole direction of the game. When Odell goes down, now you have to go to Cooper Cup to move the football, because guess what? After Odell went down, yes, the only way they were moving the football was through Cooper Cup. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I can't help you. If you don't understand what I'm saying, I can't help you. What I'm, yes, no, I, you're right. I, I, if no, you're I, trying to say that it goes to Cooper Cup, that you would be right. But the problem is, is what I'm saying is, you're saying it could have been the best thing. How could it? How could it have been? Oh, they were moving the football pretty well when Odell was on the field. I'm trying to look to see when he got hurt. So he got hurt second with- quarter. Yeah, four. Okay, so four minutes left to go. So he was in one, two, three, four, four drives. Two catches in four drives is not not real good there, James. Well, better than Cooper Cup. Yeah, I get it. He, when he, he had four catches in three and a half quarters, so you want to tell me that's as uh, much better? And up until the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he had four catches in in three and a half quarters, but then he had four catches in a half a quarter plus a touchdown. 
and that's great. I'm not. I, I just said that draft drive was amazing, but you're saying it could have been the best thing for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I'm disagreeing with that because Odell was made an impact on that game early on. Early on, yes. Because that's no, all he played, Graceland. Early on, it's no, all he played. I, I'm not. You didn't let me finish. Early on, yes. It sucks he got hurt. But, again, the Bengals have have adjusted well over the second half of, of every game for the in, in the last half of the season going into the, into the playoffs. You, you look, their coverage gets tighter. Their coverage gets better. Who's to say that? Odell would have went out there, gotten targeted four more times, and we caught one. Who's to say and, that Odell comes out and, and is still red hot from the from halftime? Because we know Odell has his Odell moments. We know Matthew Stafford has his Matthew Stafford moments. But that's a totally different conversation, Raceland, that you're trying to have now. It's totally you're different. You're trying to have a conversation with me as it is. Huh? You're trying to have a totally different conversation with me as it is. No. Because you... You're going off of the fact that Odell played, yeah, okay, half a half a game of football, about half a game of football. Okay, yeah, he had he had two catches for for how many yards? Fifty two. Yeah. Okay. Do the math, Ray. So that's over twenty five yards a catch. It's twenty six. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, and if if you listen to me closely, what I keep saying and Pat without the deep threat, deep threat, deep threat, deep threat, big play. That's what changed the game. That's why Odell was impactful. They didn't have that when he went down. Not even in the last drive, they didn't have that when he went down. That's been my point. When he went down, they lost it. Yes, Cincinnati, great second-half football team. Look what they did against Kansas City. I totally agree with you. Twenty-one Down 21-3, they, they pretty much locked down the Kansas City Chiefs. Great. But if, without Odell, they didn't have to worry about that deep throw because Van Jefferson wasn't doing it. Cooper Cup, he can, but now you can focus on taking that out. They had the third string tight end, and Cam Akers was, they had a pretty good game plan for him. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, what you were saying is it could have been the best thing. The reason I disagree is because, yes, I get what you're saying. Four quarters of all, you all, yes. The deep threat. He was the big trunk play guy that they went to when they needed to make that. That's all I'm saying. He was. He was. I, I I will agree with you. He was that guy that that he they would lean on when they needed him. I agree. And sure, you want to talk you want to talk these big chunk plays. I understand. Cooper Cup had some chunk plays that kept him alive, especially again towards the end of the game. And I get because, that. But... Because that's Stafford's only choice then. Exactly, but my my okay so so my point is the fact that yes Odell had great chunk plays for him great chunk plays I'm not saying that that it wouldn't have been a higher Ram score I'm not saying that Odell going down is the worst thing to happen ever for the Rams what I'm saying is the fact that Matthew Stafford had to rely solely on Cooper Cup at the end of the game because Odell went down is what probably, I'm not going to say it, it's probably what won the Super Bowl. Obviously, that was the, the defense uh, 
in the fourth quarter, just absolutely murdering Joe Aaron Burrow. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's the reason Donald. for being Aaron Donald, man. He showed up in that fourth quarter. It was really fun to watch. Absolutely. But and the the fact that Cooper Cup, after having gotten his bell rung, because good night eleven. Did you guys watch the the, the, the post game stuff, dude? When he was yeah, he helmet MVP, to helmet. That was. Did Did you see Did you see the post game when he was given MVP? Yeah. He was lost. He didn't know where he was at. He thought he was at Disneyland already. <laughs> he thought he was with Mickey and Minnie Mouse. He was gone. He his eyes were dead. They were glazed over, and he looked like he was lost. I will say this though: the fact that that happened, and then he goes out and makes a, I don't want to call it an acrobatic catch, but it was a great catch because Eli Apple actually on that on that touchdown had good coverage. Well, but the fact the fact that he's he's concussed and he's got to go get that ball, man. I I I don't know about you. I've been concussed a time or two. Dude. It ain't easy to see straight for the for the next two hours. Well, I've been fortunate to never have a concussion, but I've been hit in the head a couple of times. It's not pretty. It's not. It ain't fun. It ain't fun. I've been hit in the head with a football. Yeah. In fact, you, your helmet good. caught the football, Pat. My helmet did catch the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my face caught a softball. Um, Ooh. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, that but, was rough. Race, I mean, we're gonna have to agree to disagree, but that's what makes this show fun. But the thing is, I will one thing I will say about Cooper Cup, and we've had this conversation on the show before. But the MVP, I think, in my opinion, is a total joke. Now, the fact that he got one vote is yes, that's atrocious. That's ridiculous. It's it should it's it's not the MVP award. Um, I no. get Aaron Rodgers had a great year, and he probably should have. I mean, but the fact that Cooper Cup got one vote. Having the breaking all the records he did, having the stats he did, making the impacts on games throughout the whole regular season, and brown receiver, and he got one vote. That's the problem I have with the NFL in the MVP voting. It's it's ridiculous. It's 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 a lack. It's it's it it's a popularity vote. It's like the Heisman. It's a popularity vote. It is. It is. It's a popularity contest anymore. Yeah. It is. And it's been trending that way for quite a while too. It seems like, but th- th- this solidified it. it this oh, for sure yeah. solidified it. Um, I know we. I, I kind of teased the college football stuff uh, at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to hold off on that till the next episode because uh, I feel like we're going to have uh, some heated argument. Not arguments, but. It's going. To, it's one of those things where I don't want to rush at the end of the show, so we're going to save that for the next episode. But before we end things, uh, let's go around and give our final thoughts for the episode and to wrap things up. All right, who's okay. first? So, who's starting here, buddy? Let's give Pat. You and I have had enough airtime. Pat. Uh, Pat was <laughs> sitting back watching us bicker back and forth, us getting mad at each other. Um, so let's, have, Pat. You're going first. I thought it was funny, honestly. That's why I kept enjoying it. Like, yeah, let them go ahead and go back and forth. But um, that's what I love about this show is that we, we, at the end of the day, we all still love each other, and we we may be at each other's throats, but at the end of the day, we still love each other. Exactly. Oh yeah, all good fun. Um, final thought. I I hate that football season's over already. This sucks. <laughs> hey, hey. 
April, USFL. I know, I know. I'm excited you for and it. I are, you and I are Pittsburgh Mahler fans. We are, even though their colors are kind of poo. They're the Phoenix Suns colors. They are not poo. But they are not the Phoenix Suns, are they? They are not. They're the Pittsburgh Maulers. <laughs> James, are you going to have a USFL team that you're going to look at maybe? or? No, I it's so hard to get behind those spring league te- football leagues because they never even finished a year. Um, yeah, they always seem to sort of have bad luck. Yeah, I mean the the, the AF the AF you know folded in its first year. I um, even through its first uh, year the XFL the XFL the same thing. Um, well, yeah, it's exciting at first because we get new teams and new uniforms, but at the end of the day, it's hard to get behind something when you just don't have faith it's going to last. Um, the XFL didn't fold. COVID stopped it. True. Because Fair, that's the but, coming. But, but it folded after you won in the original reboot. And yes, COVID stopped it, but it still has taken them three years to get back. Well, almost two whole years to get. Actually, it's going to be three years by the time it comes back to get things back up and running. I mean, so that one's a question mark. I understand the Rock's putting effort into it. But for me, I'm just looking forward to the National Arena League season. The Sharks start in April. Yeah. Um, and and I love football. To you know, we all know I love football. We all three love football. But I'm sorry, but these spring leagues, if they want to make it, I feel like they got to change it up rather than just trying to be a a, um, a a a carbon copy of what the NFL tries to do. Um, for me, it just doesn't excite me. The football's not good. There's nothing different. At least the arena league, it's totally different rules, totally different look, totally different game plans. Um, I, I don't know. It's just that that's how that's my personal opinion on it. Gotcha. I, I was okay. just, I'm curious. Okay. Uh, CFL starts in uh, May. I like the CFL when it's on. I do watch it because it's different. So it's wider fields, longer fields, and they have some of that arena game into it where you can motion. Um, I think there's 12 men on the field as well, and the goal poster in front, kind of like the '70s style. Um, so. I do like Canadian football. I think it's very enjoyable, but it's not a carving copy from what the NFL is. That's my own. That's, and it's been around for so many years, so you're able to get behind a team and feel comfortable it's going to be playing the next season. Okay. All right, All right Pat, finish up your final thought. No, that was it. I missed football. <laughs> it ain't even been a week yet. <laughs> I, I agree, though. I agree. I agree. All right, James, final thought. My final thought is uh, Tony Vaselli's finally in. I think it took, you know, five years too long. Um, I don't think he was a first ballot, but he definitely should have been a second or third, fourth or fifth ballot. Um, look, it doesn't matter at this point. He's in. We can now say Tony Vaselli's a Hall of Famer. Um, I can on, I can say that I spent about $220 on Tony Vaselli's stuff since the announcement of the, the induction um, <laughs> and more is to come. I am sure of it. Um you know, but this one is big for Jacksonville. It's the big, big for the city of Jacksonville. It's big for Jaguar fans um, because it's our first. I mean, he was the first ever guy to ever be drafted by an organization. He was the first pillar of the organization um, alongside Tom Coughlin and Wayne Weaver, the owner. So, look, it, it's going to be – I have a feeling that the, there's going to be a lot of Jaguar fans in the city of Canton that day. Um, that weekend when that happens, because as we all know, Jacksonville fans deals with a lot of, excuse my language, deals with a lot of shit. 
But when it's time for them to show up, they show up and they travel. Look how many games that uh, the three of us have been to and you see Jaguar fans there. They're there. And this is a big moment for us as a fan base that's dealt, dealt with a lot of losing, a lot of, you know, negative. This yeah. is a huge positive, and I'm, I'm, I have a great feeling that they're, we're going to show up in, in great form for that induction. I can't wait for August to see that. I can't wait to see all the clowns there. There will be no clowns. No, not for, no there won't be. They're going to give Vaselli his respect. True. The clown out's done, by the way. There, I think the clown out's pretty much done since Doug Peterson has gotten the job. Um, no. So, yeah, and the clowns was about Trent Balky, but he's staying. They're getting an EVP reportedly. Uh, Shai Khan, you know, when he announced Doug Peterson said they were going to apply for one through the NFL. Um, and Doug Peterson, everyone, most of the people love the hire. Look, I get it. The clown movement was fun in games, and it was a funny storyline, but when it comes to the clown out and, and, and Tony Vaselli, there's no, you should not be, if you're not wearing anything Jaguar related or number 71 related, then don't go. Let the fans that want to enjoy and respect Tony Vaselli for what he did for the franchise and what he means to the franchise and let them do it and have a great weekend of celebrating that moment. We've all been waiting too long for fans to show up in a clown outfit. What, what are you there a clown about? yourself because you're trying to ruin the moat for everybody else. Yeah, you should be wearing the clown and you should be going to Ringling Brothers if you feel that way. True. <laughs> True. Oh, somehow he turned a positive into a rant. That's the well, damn I, I, I haven't heard a rant tonight. I wanted to kind of get him going with the clown thing. <laughs> so it's your fault. <laughs> well, I wanted to hear a James rant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, All right Aislinn. Oh, my final thought. Are you you got popcorn ready? You, you seated? Because I'm going to go right now here too. Uh, Jaden Daniels is a turd. Why? Screw Jaden Daniels and everything he's about. This dude had a conversation with. Herm Edwards at Arizona State and said, I'm going to stay. I'm not going to declare for the draft. I will stay here at Arizona State. All right. Spencer Rattler had been top dog for them to try and pull from the transfer portal if Daniels did decide to declare. They had that conversation. Jaden Daniels said, I'm staying, so they quit pursuing Spencer Rattler. Just the other day, I get a notification saying Jaden Daniels is transferring. <laughs> yeah. You gave Arizona State fans so much hope. You gave Arizona State fans so much hope, the fact that you were coming back and the fact that there might be a good team this year. And it's it's just being thrown away. All for what? For what? Like I I want to know what the the reasoning was of why he's transferred. I get it. There doesn't have there doesn't have to be a reason. But why would you go in and tell your head coach that I'm staying, and then just up and leave? There's got to be a reason. There's That's what I was getting ready to say, Raceland. I know you're upset about at Daniels and upset about the situation, but. 
it does lend you to believe there's more behind the scenes that we don't know. I did, I did see that as right after. Now this was a, a day or two after um, Daniel said he was transferring. A bunch of the players went in the locker room, and he still had uh, the, the, his name was still up on his locker. They threw trash in it, and they were dogging him pretty hard. See, that's not really a good look on that team, but I get the well, pressure. They're upset, a- that, uh, they're, they're upset the fact that their starter had committed to verbally committed to staying at Arizona State, and then just I, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, up and jumps and goes away. I get look, that. That's still a bad look for that team. Here's what I'm saying, Ray. When I get Daniels was a good player, but what? how many games a year did he win you? Seven? Like, are, are we really upset about a guy that won six games average leaving? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Why? Now they're looking at the possi- well, because now they're looking at the possibility of, I don't know who they're going to – if they're going to try and get someone from the transfer portal. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know much about who they have on the depth chart right now. I, I was going to look into it the other day and, and got sidetracked. Um, so they're, they're going from a possible seven, eight-win season now to who knows what's going to happen. Are they going to be a seven, eight win season? Are they going to be a, a nine, ten, or are they going to fall to four or five? But, but the thing is with the transfer portal racing, that could all change in a snap of a finger. True. And, I get that. And I get look that. how many look, but listen, look, listen. When Oklahoma, when I mean, think about it. Look how many teams around the NCAA. That think they have the guy, but they're actually playing the wrong guy. Ohio State's done it. Oklahoma's done it. Um, USC has done it. Miami has done it. Yep. I'm at Ohio State. It has happened to Ohio State, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yes, it has. I agree. I agree. Haskins should have started more over Barrett. I agree there. I think that's an argument you can make. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I see and, it. And I think um, the battle between Cardell and those three was handled. I mean, because that was when Haskins won it, right? Was that the year? Because you had Cardell no, Jones. No, no, because. Barrett. There was JT Barrett. It was Barrett and Jones. Okay. Jones. So, Barrett had been the starter. He got hurt. Jones won the, the national championship. Right. And, and all all hell broke loose. And yeah. They did some hate, weird back and forth they, and, and by the way, if you want to really get into it, uh, how does it feel that now that a guy that left Ohio State because he couldn't get on the field went to win a national championship and a Super Bowl since that? I mean, go to a Super Bowl at that time. I mean, you could argue why didn't they see more, more in Joe Burrow? Because if he was only a year removed after transferring that he won eight games for LSU and then two when he won the national championship game. So, highest, I mean, there's some conversation you can have there a little bit. Sure, sure. I agree there. I agree there. Um, yeah. I, I but, don't know. I, I, again, you know, like, like you said, Burrow transferred out and then went to LSU and only won eight games his first year. And then and you look at that team around him, too, when they won the national championship. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. <laughs> 
was was a, a monster running back that year. Uh, you, you've got Jamar Chase. You've got um, Justin Jefferson. They they had a, a they had a great team all around that year. The, that LSU team is, is our best teams of all time. Yeah, and I mean, they I are, get that, but then but if you look in the I mean, even just let's look at recent. Justin Fields had a pretty good team around him, and they never won it. Like right. So it does make you wonder, but we're not going to hear. We're not, that, this is not the time or place. That, that it was just, you know, kind of conversation starters. But, again, Justin Fields is a pretty good quarterback. I'm not saying that. But uh, I'm just trying to make you feel a little bit better about your situation. But uh, but until next time, I'm James, and that was Ray Sun and Pat. We'll see you here next time on your favorite football podcast.